Welcome to the Conduit Deeper Podcast, a podcast that takes a deep dive into the details that surround our current sermon series. From current events to fascinating finds to conversations that take us deeper into the Word. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to our Deeper Podcast. My name is Mo, Executive Pastor at Conduit Church, and normally each and every week, I'm joined by Darren Tyler, uh, our lead pastor. However, he is out of town this week, so when uh, the cat's away, the mice will play. Is that how that goes, yes, sir. gentlemen? Mm-hmm. Um, you'll hear in the background a couple of new guests joining us. Mo, um, I'm a little offended you're calling me a mice. You're a mouse. Mouse. You're, you're a little mousey. We've got Joel, Joel Kelly, our student director, student pastor, and uh, Joey Prophet, our kids Joey director. Prophet. Joey Prophet. Joy Prophet, our kids director, Conduit Kids. And so they're going to join us today and they're going to jump back in in here in a second. But I did want to kind of share what Darren is up to. Um, He's in Haiti this week, along with one of our elders, Mike Howard, and Pastor LaFleur. And they are overseeing and going to go look at uh, a new area in Haiti right across the street from Restoration Ministries that is a school that exists, a church that already exists. It's been there for about 10 years but right across the street, we have bought the property there, and we'll be building a middle school. And so all these years, we've had basically a K through fifth school that's been operational, but we're growing. So essentially, all those kindergartners that started out uh, when we first started there are now in middle school. And so we are getting ready to build and construct a new middle school there. And so they are diving into that this week and it's just a really exciting time to just see that ministry expand and so prayers for them as they get in and out of Haiti uh, hopefully he will be back by the end of the week no problems and excited to to hear from him and have him share all the things that are happening there but this week's going to be a little different um, but I feel like it's it is important um, it's going to be a bit of a deviation maybe from our weekly podcast diving into Sunday's teaching um, but still we'll have the flavor of this particular series the the triple threat series and we've been obviously going through our spiritual gifts starting off in Romans 12 now we're in 1 Corinthians 12 and uh, verse 14 it says even so the body is not made up of one part but of many that includes our children as well and our kids and I thought it would be really interesting and um, and timely to even talk about our kids, um, the kids in our lives, personally in our families, but more specifically, uh, the kids that we're ministering to. Joey leads our Conduit Kids K through 5th. Joel leads our teens 6th through 12th. And, you know, we've spent a lot of time in this podcast over the past 12 months talking through, walking through, uh, trying to navigate life in a COVID world in a pretty intense political season. And um, there's a lot of feelings around that, a lot of things to navigate. But the fact of the matter is, you know, your kids have a lot of feelings about this too. And their world has been turned upside down. And so, Joey, just real quick, as we kind of jump into this, first of all, uh, thanks for jumping in today with us. And maybe give our listeners a little bit of background of who you are, your your, your wife, your kids' names, how old they are, and um, just tell us about your family. Yeah, I've been married uh, just a little over 10 years to my wife, Jackie. Um, she's my partner in ministry. Um, we met as she was working on staff at a church and youth ministry, and 
I was still volunteering at that time. And uh, so she was on staff and you were volunteering. Yeah. Ooh. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I actually went on staff. I, I went on staff at that church doing some college ministry. So okay. it was pretty funny that we were dating and she was on the youth ministry staff. I was the college uh-huh. guy and, uh, you know, they trusted us. That was pretty Sparks scandal. Flew. Scandal. Come on. Um, and yeah, we got three incredible kids. Ruby is eight, going to turn nine this week. Griffin is six, going to turn seven in two months. And Priscilla is four, going to turn five next month. So we, we're in our birthday season. Uh, super excited. And uh, Ruby's actually getting baptized this Sunday. Oh, that's so, exciting. Let's go. Man, it's, it's like those things that all comes together. You're... You're engaging in families and people's lives, and and just the greatest thing is the the stuff you're doing impacts your own family, and then you're just like, this is for my own kids. It it really helps bridge all that together. Of you know, I care about other families and these other uh, these kids, and but you just love it when right. it's it's happening it's in your amazing. own home as well. So it's awesome. it's, it's it's an awesome season. And Joel, um, tell us a little bit about your family, just to have some context. Yeah, uh, so I am married to Michaela Kelly. We met back in 2013 at a uh, Christian school in South Carolina called Bob Jones University. Uh, I fell in love at first sight. She did not, um, so that was quite <laughs> yeah, I imagine quite the process trying to get to win her over. Um, finally, did, but we've been married now for four years, and we have three kids: Roman, who's three, um, who's a Tasmanian devil is like yes, basically what I call him. Uh, Noah, who turns two in July, and then we actually have one on the way who's due in April. So coming right up on that, which is super excited, now, exciting. How, how long? So. How long did you last at Bob Jones? Let's just let's just get to the point here. <laughs> how long did you last? So a semester, Ma- couple semesters. Ma- Michaela only lasted a year. I actually okay. um, I went for one year, took a break for about. 18 months went back and I only have 16 credits left. Oh, what was so, your, what's your studies? Business administration. There you go. So awesome. Yeah, it was, it was fun, but I, I finally had a bail ship. So <laughs> it was a wild, wild season of your life. It was, it was fun. So Joel, Joey, just tell us a little bit. Maybe we'll start with, with Joey specifically, you know, COVID has just, turned everything upside down these past 12 months. And I will say, I feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel now here in 2021, looking into the spring and the summer. I would like to think things are going to relax quite a bit. But in some instances, in many ways, perhaps the damage is done in some some regard. Tell us a little bit of the, the things that you've experienced or the things that you've seen as you've ministered to that particular elementary age group. Well, the the, facet, the fascinating thing about kids in general, and people know this from their own experiences, people know this um, from statistics and studies and different things, but, you know, kids are incredi- incredibly resilient. They, yeah, they just they are. Bounce, I mean, you can see that globally. I mean, kids that have come from nothing and traumas you can't imagine. And then you engage with them and you can, you can see happy and uh, somewhat healthy kids. I mean, this is... Not only true in America, but around the world. So, I mean, kids are, are resilient. It's true. But I think the um, realities that we've faced, of course, especially here in America, is mm. as much that there's been talk about adults handling it, uh, mental health. Uh, we've just tried to look at this at all fronts. Um, sometimes we got to remember that almost if anybody has taken the full brunt of this, 
it's been our kids. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, yeah. I, I've even my own reality of, you know, I, I'm trying to think of how many days I've actually worn a mask for more than four or five hours. Right. Um, you know, so I go to the aquarium in Chattanooga. I took my family a few months ago. You know, we wore a mask the whole day. And so you go, okay, like I've done that. And then I take a step back and go, uh, and we've been blessed here in, in our county that our kids have been back in school. I think our county's had a smart plan that they've even been able to um, uh, go online uh, even for a single grade at a single school. So I think they've had a smart approach and a smart uh, approach to this. So there, there have been online times, different things, but they've been at school a bunch. But to know that my kids, that's a normal thing. Yeah. Five, six, seven hours every day yeah. so I, i'm just like i've not even been in that headspace do they require them to wear it on the school bus coming and going that, yeah. as well i mean school the school bus uh school drivers wearing it mm. <laughs> and they're yeah, walking yeah. up they don't, they're not allowed to get on the school bus in the morning without it on gotcha and uh i, I mean you see them on the playground a little bit where it's uh, relaxed but i remember even the first two or three weeks which were of course the hardest in transition <laughs> but my son came home and said um i was like so what do y'all do for recess because that's just a big part of their day is, right. is kids engaging yeah, and learning to how to interact with each other i mean it's a big part of their learning process um but they're out you know playing and he said well we're wearing our mask we're out in the field uh they've given us a ball but we're not allowed to throw it to each other but we wow. can kick it to each other <laughs> and yeah. i'm saying <laughs> what crazy yeah like I, I, just this whole reality that i, I honestly i go I, I don't understand right i i'm not experiencing experiencing this like uh even my kids um and even uh, there's been some funny things uh there are some kids in, in my backyard um jumping on the trampoline and one of the the neighbor kids <laughs> said uh i hope santa doesn't get covid right and you're going they, man they're they're processing all this. Yeah, those are things they're thinking about, you know, by themselves. And they finally had the courage to say, what, what would happen to yeah, Santa? They're, they're talking to each other even sometimes, yeah. I think, more than they're talking to us. Yeah. I think some of the other things I've seen just uh, here at church, uh, you write out prayer lists, uh, things we want to pray for. And I don't even think for a lot of this time, we've been in so much of like, how do we, let's manage this. Let's, uh, let's thrive through this. Right. You know, there's been a lot of this, you know, let's, let's try to be positive. I know with our church and I think it's been very successful of let's be a little bit, let's be a dose of normal, uh, right. through all this. Mm. Um, but to see, you know, see prayer list from kids and very clearly number one on the prayer list, God, will you take COVID away? Wow. You've seen that written yes, out. Yes, absolutely. That's amazing. Uh, across, across the board. So even things I'm like, I went back and I said, Lord, have, have, have I even asked for that? I think yeah. we've been in so much oh, dealing yeah. with it that we've not gone back to this very simple prayer of like, Lord, will you take, take this away? Right. Isn't that amazing um, how, like, it's almost inevitable that kids somehow, I mean, they just get straight to the point. The most basic things that we, we're in our busyness, in our, we think our, our wisdom and our smarts, mm -hmm. our know-it-all mindset sometimes, we forget the most basic of things, that simple prayer. Lord, just, would you just please take this away. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. it's just, it, it's through a kid's eyes. If you, if right. you've got the time with your family, uh, creating space for communication, 
you just you see it and and to listen to it. But again, their kids are resilient and also they're they're not uh, verbal sharers as like adults. I mean, they're just still in this time where um, that's not their primary mode of communicating exactly right. where they're at. So it's you know it's almost like you almost have to force it to get down to it, even though you may be seeing you know the other effects. True, uh, but it's, they're just not verbal verbalized. But our kids are feeling it. I think in a lot of ways, way more than us. Yeah, and um, what can yeah. we do to have an awareness to ask our kids about it, like to talk to our kids about it, um, and not just. I mean, I guess it's a balance, right? Like to to make things each day and each week as normal as possible. But it's it's hard to be it's hard to live normally when things are so upside down. And and like I said though, I, I do feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel. Things numbers in Williamson County alone have mm-hmm. decreased by you know a fifty percent yeah. in just in the past couple of months. Nationally, things things numbers are down you know seventy five percent in the past right. six weeks. Right. Um. So there's like a lot of hope, but the point still remains is there's. I still feel like there's been a lot of damage done over the past 12 months for these kids to work through still. Um, you know, I think of Joel, you know, leading our, our teen ministry, you know, sixth graders all the way up to seniors in high school. Obviously this started in the back half of, of many of your senior year, uh, kids, like what, what were some of the challenges that you had to walk through with some of these kids? You know, when it first started, I think a lot of the initial reaction teenagers had was actually excitement, right? I mean, they get no school, two weeks off of school, <laughs> right? It's a, an extended spring break, really, because it, right. it happened right after spring break. And so um, the initially that they, they were fine with it happening um, until it finally started setting into them that this was a this was longer. It's going to take longer to flatten the curve, as they were telling us. Right. But, um, you know, I, my wife and I, we really wanted to focus focus in on our seniors specifically um, mm-hmm. at first because um, they're the first senior class in this generation, anyone yeah. on earth, that has lost uh, and had to grieve the loss of the normalcy of senior year, right? right? And so, My son I mean, included, mm-hmm, actually. Your son included. Yeah. And they lost prom. They lost graduation. And a lot of it was their grieving the seeing the acquaintances in the hallway, like they had their close friends still, and they still message with their close friends, but uh, the people they would pass by and say, Hey, like, and you grew up with them really from freshman year to senior year, they, that kind of all went away. <clears throat> and so just kind of grieving that loss of, I'm not going to see my friends anymore. Um, right. The last four months of my senior year was taken away from me. And yeah, so, because they graduate high school, mm-hmm. they all go their separate ways to college or stay home or whatever they're doing yep. and most likely not really engage with those kids again. Exactly. Walking right into a college scenario, at least, I mean, I've got a front row seat cause my son's a freshman in college. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not a typical college freshman year either. No, right? you know, no, they're, this is yeah. all online. Um, they're not developing new relationships. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's feeling pretty isolated on mm-hmm. his own. Um, yeah, so you, you've had to walk kind of hand in hand with, especially those seniors. Yeah, those seniors took a took a big hit. But as we kind of stepped further into it, what I what I began realizing is they were they were grieving the loss of it, mourning their like losing friends and stuff, but also loss of control mm-hmm. was a big one. Um, not that they controlled going to school, but when they were at school, they had eight hours a day of who they can who they could talk to, um, the friend groups they could hang out with, the the 
experiences of extracurricular activities and all that kind of stuff, um, they had a say in and all of that went away uh, overnight. And so there, the loss of control was gone and that kind of then settled into a little bit of hopelessness. I mean, even here at church, we had to uh, completely go online for a season and then uh, we had to cancel a bunch of events. I mean, we canceled summer camp, which That's true. was kind of like the light of at the end of the tunnel for us, we thought, right? I mean, we were taking it week by week, but specifically for our seniors, especially that was their last, like they felt like it was their last hurrah summer mm -hmm. camp, right? Um, it's the last thing they can leave the other uh, grades with. And, and that was taken away too. And so it began to form into hopelessness. Like, why do I even get my hopes up for these events, for these things that are on the calendar? Cause it's just going away. Yeah. Right. Things keep, things kept being taken away mm -hmm. almost at every turn. I almost can't wait to see in the, in the, uh, 2030s, <laughs> the movies that are going to come out. Yeah, I mean, when, when this generation becomes, you know, movie makers and filmmakers and, and movie writers, yeah. I mean, we're going to, that's going to be a storyline. Uh, I mean, we all remember, we've got our, you know, the high school, uh, movies or the right. coming, coming of age stories. And you're literally going to have a, a, a decade there. Um, that's going to be, oh, that was our experience. That's the true. mask, the thing that we're going to yeah. see it visualized and, you know, the anger and all that kind of, it's going to be interesting to see that uh, come up over the next 10 years or so. As hard as it is to get kids, you know, especially in the elementary age to talk about, you know, navigating or <laughs> even putting words to what they're feeling at that age with everything they're going through especially teenagers just getting them yeah. to talk and share what it's they're a, feeling. It's been fun. <laughs> what, what, what have you heard from, from parents? I mean, our parents, you know, I mean, I would, I mean, I am a parent. I have got two sons. Um, they're, they're older. And so we're able to have, you know, conversations, but what, what are some of the things parents are saying for their elementary kids or their junior high kids on how how they are trying to deal with this or how they're trying to get their kid to, to talk or to get, just get them out of the room because you know, they're maybe stuck in the room doing school all day long mm -hmm. or um, you know, they're they They can't go play with their best friend across the street for whatever mm -hmm. reasons. Maybe parents won't let them. What are some things that you're hearing or have heard from parents that things that they're struggling with? I think the, the, the biggest thing we've seen is, We've had a ton of parents that before just, again, we're not committed to how hard, you know, uh, schooling in homes is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that was kind of thrown upon them. Um, they, you know, trying to be up for it, trying to get in the middle of it. I think it's grown a huge appreciation for teachers, how gifted and called. I mean, that it's a, it really is a calling. Yeah. <laughs> It's a calling to be a teacher. They're gifted and called and talented to do that. Um, you know, the, I think the the uniqueness of an elementary kid versus a teenager, and we, we've Joel and I have had conversations about this. Is is one you know, an elementary school kid their their worldview. I mean, their world is based around home. So True. I mean, it, it's been an uh, insulating time, but in, in somewhat that that's not shaken their world. So, I mean, it's, it's, Hey, we've huddled up, right. we found the good in it. Uh, mm -hmm. we've, we've made memories, we've changed our habits to adjust mm -hmm. to, you know, their, their world primarily is their home. It doesn't expand too far beyond that up until, you know, 
fifth and sixth grade where they start, you spend enough time in other people's homes that you even realize that people are different. Right. That people actually think differently, believe differently. They have different family Mm -hmm. uh, modes. So I think everybody, you know, they've taken advantage and said, you know, this is a, this we're, we're isolated. We're insulated. Um, let's make the most of it. Uh, reprioritizing of values going, Hey, you know what? Education is so important. We realize (laughs) how difficult it is, but you know what? Um, we, you know, creating that family time sometimes that they, they wish they had otherwise, but also realize how difficult that is. I mean, it's Definitely. just a, a lot of time, new, new management of time. But even to, to go over to the, you know, the teens um, after that, I mean, their worldview is about, you know, what, what do other people think of me? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I fit in the world? How do I fit with my friends? So, I mean, it's just been such a different, I remember a conversation, Joel, that, um, you and Michaela were bringing up about, uh, kids hearing their parents talk yep. about their, their frustrations and the kids are, are internalizing their parents' frustrations and their parents, um, uh, rants on Facebook mm-hmm. and, and y'all were saying you can share about it, but you're like, um, parents, uh, you know, when you say that I, I can't stand another day in this house. Um, your yeah, 16 year old is saying that's, um, that's me, mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and in a way that a kid doesn't, or it doesn't have, you know, awareness to those right. posts, but it's just different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, to address it, that. it goes back to really the loss of control thing. I mean, these teens didn't get to choose not going back to school. Right. And when they didn't get to choose to go to school before, but, um, losing school and then having to go home. I'm not wanted. And the messages they're hearing in their head is I'm not wanted at school. I'm not wanted at home. And so where can yeah. I go? And what we've seen, um, Michaela and I've had a lot of conversations about this, but really what we've seen is a, is a, a massive steering towards isolation with yeah. our teenagers. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of them are, are trapped in their room doing school for eight hours a day. And then once they put that device down, they pick up another one. I think I read a, a stat and this could be off. Um, but for millennials, they're on their phone four hours a day, but for the Gen Z, they're on their phone for six. And wow. so that's not including school, right? So they are isolating to these uh, devices and these screens because they don't feel like they belong. Right. And as human beings, I think the two essential things for us to feel loved and appreciated is we need to know that we belong mm-hmm. and we need to know that we matter. Right. And those feel like for teenagers specifically, neither of those are current. Yeah. I mean, this, it seems like it's kind of hard to find a place to belong when mm-hmm. you're, you, like you said, you can't, you can't come to school. Um, yeah. You can't go maybe, you know, in the early part of this, you couldn't come to the normal yeah. church events. You, yep. you can't go to grandma's house. You can't, you know, go to the movies. Those were all shut down. And so you're right. Like the, the screen times through the roof isolation is, yeah. you know, and and that's not, and I don't want to say that to call any parents out or do anything like that or shed negative light to it. I think that just as parents, we need to be more aware of the things we are speaking out. I mean, our, our teens are smart. Yeah. They hear what you say. They hear your complaints. They read your comments um, and they know what you're saying. And so we just need to be very careful with how we are um, using our words regarding this frustrating time, if I'm being transparent of having to transition or have, or having to transition, especially for high school, um, online. I mean, 
So it's it's just um, it's a delicate dance, and I know that, and I know no one's gonna be perfect, but I just think we just need to be more aware of the the language we're using regarding that. So on the flip side, I mean, I I have heard from a lot of families that over this past you know nine to twelve months that you know some families have grown closer together because yeah. of the amount of time they were forced to be together. Mom's working from home, dad's working from home. Um, and so, you know, they have an opportunity to maybe take a long weekend that they never could before mm-hmm. or, you know, go sure. on a vacation yeah. and just set up shop at the beach. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Why not? Cause you can do it all <laughs> online anyways. Exactly. Um, yeah. and so I've heard from multiple families where, you know, they, they have made lemonade out of lemons and have, really invested that time specifically into their families Mm -hmm. to grow closer together and do things maybe they wouldn't have done otherwise. For sure. Um, And I think that's, you know, that's, that's the hope or that's the goal is to redirect that back towards, towards a positive. Definitely. Um, So one of the things that was kind of cool during this time in the last fall and even beginning of this year is when schools did go to online only, uh, you know, Joel and Michaela, uh, hosted or opened up the church to kind of have, if you're going to, if we're going to do it online, let's at least do it online together. So you invited all of our teens into um, a couple of our big rooms here at the church, brought in what, you know, food and uh, Chick-fil-A and Starbucks and just bless them with, Mm -hmm. with, with food and just, just the presence of being together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, that's a tribute to our leadership here has just been, we want to be a, a taste of normal, right, of the, the old world um, before COVID. And being able to open up the church for school, I, I mean, I heard so many teens every single week just begging, like, hey, can we do this every day? Hey, can we do this more often? Because you were doing it once a week. We were doing it once a week, every Thursday, um, sometimes Friday, depending on the week. But yeah, I mean, the positive feedback we got from that, from not only teens, but parents, it was just overwhelmingly encouraging. Yeah. Um, yeah, them was, connecting parents, oh, finally getting their teenagers to be with other teenagers and, and seeing the benefit of those relationships. And honestly, for our youth group, those relationships got deeper as well, which kind of bonded us together. And it introduced an element of routine, right? It gave them a reason to get out of bed, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully take a shower. Yeah. Well, teenagers, you never know. <laughs> um, you know, get oh, dressed. Oh, you know. Oh, we know. <laughs> you, you know, but <laughs> it's whether they do it or not, but it's, it's apparent. <laughs> get, get, you know, get dressed, give them something to look forward to that day. Yeah. Um, you know, be to be on time because, you know, online classes started at a certain time. So they had to be here to set up on time. So there's just a sense of routine, yeah. sense of normal, just, and even just that, even for us as adults, I mean, a routine can bring stability. It can bring, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it can help ground us in the middle of midst of chaos. So exactly. I just thought that was a, a really cool thing you did. And then back in June, you know, after, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast a, a bunch, but doing the research and just living in the numbers, we as a staff made the decision to open up our kids ministry, uh, the first Sunday of June, which it's hard to believe that that's been almost nine months ago already. Wow. Nine months. Um, but when we did that, Joey, the, we were one of the only ones in the area doing that. Um, what kind of what kind of pushback? What kind of feedback did you get when you know we decided to open up our kids ministry kind of out of the gate? I mean, honestly, we got no pushback. <laughs> we got zero pushback. I think um, we we were able to meet a need 
Um, obviously, we're, we're, we're passionate here about kids' ministry, about who these kids are, and uh, that, you know, they are, you know, uh, of course, it's, it's my job to think this, but I do think this. I think they're the most important part of our church. <laughs> Uh, if there's any, uh, if there's spiritual formation going on on Sunday, like an actual building and a changing of a mind and a life, this kind of a formation period, it's with an age that is in a formation period. And so, and of course, that's it. That's why God's placed me here because I think like that. Um, and I, 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 you can make that case for any of the wings <laughs> and parts of the church. But I just go, man, that's, hey. That's that's what we're here for, and it, right. it's just it's it's exciting to to have uh, to be able to reopen. Uh, you know, having all the conversations with other churches and where they were at and their plans, and and again, I got no fault against them, but just the the fear and and, and honestly, the fear from the pushback from parents of like you know them going, oh, well, our, our parents would freak out, or you know. And I just, I love our, I love conduit. <laughs> I love our families because we honestly got none of that. Wow. Um, yeah. Obviously we, we tried to, and we tried to do things smart. We weren't going to be foolish, right? but uh, we also know from the information, uh, you know, Darren and Mo, they, they got to run all the stats and do all the things. And then I got to say, well, based upon, <laughs> based upon the numbers and the stats they ran, uh, this is what we can, what we can do. But man, yeah, we've been back for nine months, and it feels like it. And honestly, we we've grown. I mean, we've just grown like crazy. Um, yeah, we've grown grown in numbers. But I mean, if 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 those that are listening, if you ever get a chance to come to Conduit, <laughs> maybe you're a regular Conduit, and you have whether or not you have a kid or not in Conduit Kids, I would invite you to spend one Sunday service, maybe tucked in the corner um, during one of Joey's lessons. Um, on a Sunday, and you will be shocked at how much Bible these kids not only are learning. They'll start taking notes, right? <laughs> but how much they know. I mean, it is unbelievable. So you, you talk about growth. Yeah, we've grown in numbers. But but man, as you're talking about spiritual formation, these kids have grown in their knowledge mm-hmm. of the truth and of Scripture. It's 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 pretty incredible. Definitely. Yeah, it's... You know what? They're, they're, they're all in, I think... Um, I like to tell them all the time, the things that Jesus said, like it applies to y'all. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's that's you, and that's you now. Um, you know that when Jesus when Jesus teaches his disciples, he's he's talking to you, and he's talking to you right now. This is not something you wait for. This is not another season in your life. Uh, this is what you're called to, and this is where we're at now. And it's amazing that. Um, the kids, they get it. They and they take it. Part of their young, literal, concrete minds right. is is beautiful because they go, "You're right. Jesus did say that. He said that to me." Uh, we've had some awesome stories. <laughs> uh, we we did a series on the Sermon on the Mount earlier this year, and just talking about how Jesus said you can't uh, love both God and money like that. That there there's a there are choices in life, and. Uh, and and you know who do you serve? And again, that money is not evil, but that you know that that while they don't even understand yet in life how uh, how important money is and how you manage your money and all those things, uh, but just hearing them say that hey, that's what Jesus said. Right. This is the real deal. Um, <laughs> when you give, even when yeah. you give, even when you're kind and give your money, um, it doesn't matter if anybody else knows. 
your other hand shouldn't even know. Right. Like that, it's it's a secret. But we had some hilarious stories because we're we've got several Dave Ramsey, uh, you know, staff members uh, <laughs> that are part of our church. But there were some hilarious conversations from home where uh, mom and dad are trying to do money lessons, <laughs> and their their little, little sons and daughters are going. Mom, Dad, don't you know you can't serve both God and money? <laughs> They're calling me, going, "Man, they get this stuff and they see it, and yeah. they challenge us on it." And so I'm like, "These kids, they they get it. They're in." Yeah. And I mean, you see why Jesus was so sensitive to it. He's like, "The little ones, they listen, they believe it. They're gonna think about how do I do this next." Like, so it's it's a it's a wonderful time, but um, so it has been, you know. It, Part of church, you know, we're 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 first ones to say that you know the uh, discipleship is is from the home. I mean, the formation of these kids, um, uh, f- you know, spiritual formation, you know, primarily comes from a discipleship that comes through homes. We champion that. Right. But man, gathering together, having a community around you, other kids that are excited about this stuff, focused in on it. Uh, a room full of open Bibles and kids next to each other and them helping each other. I mean, it's, it's just, it's awesome. They're, they're all in. See, I, I'm, I'm loving everything you're saying because make no mistake. This is, this is a battlefront, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's why we're so passionate about this and in, and why um, it was really important to have, have you guys on today because we have to be reminded that this is a battlefront. What you just said about our, our kids are picking up on things. You you said it too, Joel. You know they're paying attention. They're reading the text messages. They're they're reading the posts. They're reading it all. And mm-hmm. so this is a this is a dark versus light battle of information. So. Mm-hmm. And so as much as the world, the cultural shift that is taking place in America, they are bombarded with negative messages. They are bombarded with half truths. They are bombarded with the idea and the concept of your truth, my truth, which is no truth at all. It's a lie. And to know that we are in a battlefront and that we are doubling down on our kids to know the truth, to understand the things that Jesus said in scripture, to understand what the red letters mean Mm -hmm. in the New Testament, to understand what these basic biblical principles are at that age of formation that you talked about mm-hmm. is it's paramount. Like again, make no mistake. This is a battle that we're in. Yeah. We, we had the same thing happen, you know, at, at the last youth retreat over Martin Luther King weekend. Um, you know, our church has been going through, you know, triple threat. Um, you know, and one of my biggest takeaways still is just, you know, uh, let's not be ignorant of this. <laughs> like guys, yeah. this, this is for us. Uh, it includes all of us. And there are, there's so many different thought patterns and things about spiritual gifts, and it's always something to be explored. But just uh, even with the teenagers, as we got some time just one-on-one with them, mm-hmm. I mean, and Joel sharing with them, taking them through the, uh, the same stuff that, of course, they were hearing on Sundays. But then to sit in a room and say, guys, this isn't a Sunday sermon. Like, yeah. this is y'all. This is now. Like, this directly applies to yeah. you. Like, you're involved. Let's not be ignorant. You're exploring this because it, it it matters to you now, and so it was it was awesome to see even the uh, their minds kind of click open and go, wait, y'all are asking me like, 
where, where am I? I? Yeah. Where do I fit? So, I mean, I mean that it was a great time again, even with our, our youth ministry of saying, yeah, our, our church has ta- taken on, you know, just this series and uh, we're, we're led so well through it to yeah. take another look. This applies to us. We need this. Like this is the time that the spirit of God's going to work through us Done right. and uh, through, uh, through the God, you know, choosing us individually uh, to give the body, to give our community what we need and, and those things, but to tell our youth, like, guys, this is this applies to y'all right mm-hmm. now. Y'all aren't junior members. Um, yep. Y'all aren't junior members of this. Like, Spirit of God in you, um, the spiritual gifts for you and right, right now. And so you, you took the kids through you took the teenagers through kind of a, a test to discover yep. their spiritual gift. How, yep. how did, how did they go? How was that received? Had they heard of that before? Were they trying to just figure it out? I think a, a few of them had some experience with spiritual gifts. Um, I think majority, I mean, Joey was there, but I think majority of them actually, it was kind of a foreign language to them really, Absolutely. honestly. Um, and so Joey and I's approach Joey co-taught on this retreat with me and which was super helpful. Thank you for that. <laughs> but, um, we co-taught and, and we really wanted to take the approach of setting the foundation of the spiritual gifts are to, uh, when they're used they're to tell who Jesus is. Right. I mean, that's the whole goal is to communicate the message of the gospel. And so, kind of laying that foundation of without Jesus, without us communicating who Jesus is and, and have and 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 working through our spirit and making sure our spirit is in the right place, the spiritual gifts are they're useless really. And yeah. so we set that foundation and then once we dove into the spiritual gifts and and they had the time to kind of work through where am I at with my walk with the Lord, uh it was, you saw those gears turning. You saw all of them thinking, and it couldn't come really at a, uh, a more timely manner. I mean, jumping right. into the new year of 2021 and learning that we're in this together. We need each other, and your gift and my gift working together can push us forward, and, and, and we just need to dive deeper into relationships, hunker down, lock arms, because um, the world we're in is, is getting crazier. It feels what, like. So the Romans 12 gifts, what, what yep. gift are you? I am the imparter. You're the imparter, and Joey. I'm the. I think the the first one would come would would definitely be um, encourager. There could be there could be some some teacher. I mean, there. Uh, I'm yeah. St- there's still multiple gifts. St- trying, yeah, but you know, trying to navigate a, through he's that. A double there, dipper. Again, you. It's one of those things that, and I think Darren's done a great job of. There, there have been some very influential and great teachers, pastors. But they're an encourager, and you can yep. hear it by the way they teach and whatever. So it's it's one of those things. It's it's been a fun ex, exploration period of me to say, all right, even even though there's there's teaching within this and these gifts, uh, there's also the gifting and how how it goes through it. So it's it's been an awesome you know a, another look, uh, a different look, and and to be challenged to rethink it. It's been it's been fun. Did you yeah. know your spiritual gift at as a young man as a teenager? I did. I did. Um, now, um, I, again, I growing up in a Southern Baptist world and, uh, and I, and I had a great experience from, you know, a, a, a working with different churches and different denominations had, I've had an awesome experience kind of in the ministry, uh, of, of working with the unity of the church, 
uh, for, for ministry. But uh, so I think I've gotten an especially healthy view, <laughs> an especially healthy view right. of, hey, yeah. I've been in the room with people that have been in a lot of different worship styles, if you just want to say that. And you go, man, this is fun now because we <laughs> loved each other. We go, we're on the same team. This is not weird. This is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, 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 we definitely weren't ignorant of like this. But, of course, I've taken tests and all those right. kind of things. It is... Um, <laughs> It's yeah. one of those things, man. Take another season, take another look, you know, explore it. It's um, so I don't know if I would have been in the exact same place. I like to to say it as I look at it now, but what about you, Joel? <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, as a, as a teen, as a teen boy, yeah, no, um, I did not. Uh, kind of my background in growing up, we tended to steer away from the spiritual gifts, and so. Uh, I never really took the deep dive into it, and I'm glad that we are because it's definitely. It's definitely been huge for us, yeah. both Michaela and I. So, yeah, yeah, I remember being probably a sophomore in high school mm-hmm. at a church camp, of course, um, <laughs> and where it became pretty clear to me what, that my calling or the gift that I would have um, of teacher, shepherd, administrator mm-hmm. um, started to kind of come to light, and people around me were starting to speak that into me as well. I had no idea what that would look like. And of yeah. course, full of zeal at that age, you know. Absolutely. I came back came <laughs> back after camp, you know, the first week of school, started a... Uh, camp you know, high. <laughs> yeah, coming off the camp high, started a, a little Bible study in my high school uh, called CIA, Christians oh, in yes. Action. Yes. <laughs> I love the acronym. <laughs> right? I mean, how many of those were across America? Probably a bunch of hey, them. Hey, dude, we need to make reverb. my language here. CIA, I'm, I'm campus Christians ministry action, boy here. Right? I started one. Woo. Yeah. I love it. And then, of course, the CU at the poll rallies. Joey, did you do CU at the poll Absolutely. rallies? Absolutely. Me? Of course you did. Come on. Yes. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, playing playing guitar and music. You know, I'm a sophomore. I, I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew that that was... The Lord put that on my heart to do it. I mm-hmm. probably wasn't doing it very well, but but I just knew that that was the path that he had for me Yeah, and just started to kind of dive into that a little bit. And it's just interesting to kind of look back, you know, all those years, you know, ago um, and see I, the journey that it's brought. I, I yeah. think, I, yeah, I think a lot of my memories are based around my father was so wise to kind of walk us through, you know, to walk me through this and disciple me through all this that... I think I have so many memories of it it being performative. True. You know, again, your first time experiences, um, teenagers especially, you saw musical and teaching gifts. And there was this like, that's okay. That's, man, the spirit of God is working. Look at that guy's teaching (laughs) and in preaching. And and like everybody go, well, man, that's the one we understand. Mm -hmm. I think what's been so awesome about what, conduits going through now is you're going that's that's just one side of it like mm. that's one piece of it and that's not even the side that that's not elevated <laughs> it's like it's not elevated that's that's right. a that's a part in a piece and that uh our 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 clergy here are not the spirit-led spirit gifted ones and then everybody else just gets to experience as we cycle through our giftings right. <laughs> um it's like everybody's engaged we're all in and you know with conduits just generosity vibe and and service vibe and all these things you just see people all down the line it's it's really fun in our um <laughs> 
staff meetings just to go, man, there's, there's so much going on and people operating in, in these giftings and you're going, man, that's cool. I've never even been, I mean, I've never even been to what they're doing. I've never, (laughs) I mean, I don't even know much about it. I just see that lady on Sunday or that gentleman on Sunday they're making a huge impact yeah, with their is. calling, working in their gifting. And we get to, we just get to go same team. <laughs> like, yeah. love you. I've never been there. I probably won't. I mean, it's going to be a while, but right. man, mm. it's, I, I'm glad we're on the same team. We get to celebrate together. So, I mean, there's just some mutual celebration that is just fun. You get to, you get to go same God, same spirit, same team. Let's go. <laughs> High five down the hallway. Uh, high five down the hallway. <laughs> so I, I love, especially us, my um, here at Conduit. Yeah, just seeing, man, there are called, gifted, passionate people all through the mix. Yeah. And so it's, I, I, I don't feel elevated here. I feel like I'm on the team. Yeah, and you just get body. to serve, man. You just get to serve and serve these people's families uh, with your gifting and whatever. Yeah. It's just celebrated across the board. What are, what are some ways that that can translate? How can we in, in, um, encourage parents to help their kids understand some of those simple concepts of, of service or, um, or helping them discover their spiritual gifts? Like, yeah, you know, I think a lot of it is trial and error, really. It, it'll help a lot, especially in serving here on at church on Sunday, which, by the way, everyone could use some volunteers around here. We need more across the board. But um, I've pushed a lot of our teens just to like just to try something. Try greeting like a couple Sundays. Just come out here, say hey to people. If that doesn't bring life, it's draining. Then we can readjust. We can start looking elsewhere and just beginning that conversation, but pushing them to action um, will help them down the road, get down the road faster. Um, because a lot of them are like, after the retreat, we we definitely took the test and some of them were unsure regarding the test, but they have that in the back of their head right now. And so they're thinking through it. And so just pushing each other to, across the board, parents included, pushing each other to serve in an area. Um, and if it works, great. If not, like, we can we can figure that out, and that's yeah. one thing I appreciate appreciate about being here at Conduit is the fact that, like we we do want you to operate in your gifting. We're not just throwing people in random positions, um, but we try to put you in a position where you feel where you fit the best, right? And so it's it's been super beneficial for us. So yeah, Joey, with 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 littles or you know your elementary age, you know a, a spiritual gift. Like, how old do you think they have to be? You know, because these are these are led by the Spirit, right? So, you know, absolutely. As 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 they begin to understand the truth of the gospel, understand what it means to accept Jesus and for Him to be the Lord of their life, and and you know the the meaning of the sacrifice of Jesus and His resurrection, as they start to understand those things, and the Holy Spirit comes into their into their life. Like what age do you see the is in in your experience do do you start seeing kids start to turn a corner? So I you know, I'm still learn I'm still learning on this. Um, I think one of the things that is important for for parents for churches for for us to remember and this came very apparent even on that uh, youth retreat that even in that the Holy Spirit is not just this addition to the gospel. Right. It's not like, oh, now we got gospel man, Jesus died on the cross. Got that. Okay. Got that part down. Um, 
now let's start figuring out the Holy Spirit. Right. And you kind of go, nope, let's take another look. Like, the Holy Spirit has everything to do with the gospel as well. Like, yeah. it's right in the middle of it. Like, we're not, yeah. we're not, this is not an add-on. So, one, I think that's important. I think it's important for our kids to hear that language. And, and, and to know, obviously, there's, it's, it's mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to shy away um, I, I am fully, and this is again, something I've just learned <laughs> and this is part of spiritual gifting, but I've just learned that the Holy spirit is the teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if, if I'm putting the word of God out there, I'm okay with there being some confusion and some seeking and some question asking right. back at home. Definitely. That's part of it. I, I, I think those things out there where you go back, cause we all even know our own journeys, <laughs> wrestling going back where does this fit what does that even mean and even to think back about things you thought and now you go that's actually just wrong like I'm, i was a little heretic i mean i was just i was off yeah but i just go I, parents let's not shy away from the holy spirit let's not shy away from spiritual gifts uh these kids are included um they in and and kids in third, fourth, fifth grade, as they're starting to understand that uh, uh, their own identities, um, I, I they have friends. My friends listen to me. So you get it whenever they're starting to think about the peer pressures. Whenever mm-hmm. that topic starts even coming uh, home, of uh, are are they who's influencing who? Hmm. Those are the same times where you're going well. Guess what? Uh, what we talk about matters. Right. Yeah. Um, the Holy Spirit in you is even the thing that is going to have a meaningful impact on your friends. Um, and it's it and just to with you, it's it's hard. It's hard to navigate this. Some of us ourselves are still going. True. God, what? How does Holy Spirit fit into my everyday? Uh, in, in 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 very real ways, this mis- this this breath, this wind, this this thing you go, we're we're on this constant journey of uh, reveal this mystery. Help me get in. Um, so, but I, I let, we can't we can't also shy away from it. Mm-hmm. These kids are in. They see, and you know what? These kids are bold. Yeah, I, they they just are. So, um, I, I always had this adage. It just real, real simple. It's just like. Um, if you, if you give the same challenge to, uh, preteens and then teens, like say, Hey, I want you to go do this this week. Uh, the preteens will come back and you'll say, who did it this week? And nobody will raise their hand, (laughs) but uh, a huge percentage of them actually did it. They just don't verbalize it. Um, you ask teenagers and you go, who did it? You get a bunch of hands raised Nobody <laughs> and not that did. actually, actually did it. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> but I, I'm saying these strike while the iron's hot. These kids no, are good. to be put in those positions. They're ready. They're in. It's good. Did, didn't you have this just a quick last story here as we wrap up? Um, didn't you have a, a student come in a couple weeks ago and ask some pretty deep questions oh man it's fine i forget i forget what they were but i <laughs> remember fine. i remember him leaving and you kind of sharing the conversation you had <laughs> I'm like wow um, what a question to ask one well one of my favorite things to do is to throw out really really big stuff knowing that wait did did mr joey's just say that <laughs> i'm not gonna share all those things 
nothing bad, but just stuff from scripture. I'm going, right. Oh, uh, I, I always say, um, your, your little, um, your little storybook, uh, <laughs> Like it's not even real Bible, but your little picture thing. Like they skipped this part. Right. <laughs> they, you, they didn't draw a picture for this, and but just throwing that out there, and you realize that the kids are thinking about that. I love yeah. it. I mean, I so it. they're coming back. We had a kid. Uh, I mean, he's nine years old, and he was like, "What does it mean that Jesus didn't come to end the law, but to fulfill it?" Because we've been talking about the Sermon on the Mount. You know, incredible. so the, I, I didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And then it just jump right to the next. Very, very honest and a great kid question. So there's a woman caught in adultery. Well, doesn't the law say they should stone her? Well, right. why didn't Jesus say, well, yeah, stone her? I mean, so awesome question. Nine years old. Yeah. So, but it just very literal. Look at it. This is true. This is what Jesus said. This is what God's law says. But good when we start unrolling it and laying it out there for him of what he meant and it's actually right there in the next sentence or the sentence before he's going yeah yeah so it's it, fantastic i love that because it's a reminder like like we shared just a little bit ago your kids are listening your kids are thinking they are processing they are forming their life values Very right now so. yeah and the goal is, at least for us at Conduit, is by the time they get through Mr. Joey's class <laughs> up to Mr. Joel's class, that a foundation has been built of understanding of the scriptures, that that, that there is confidence in, in who they are and in, in who they are in Christ. Mm -hmm. And then when they go from Mr. Joel's class to Mr. Darren's class... And Mr. Sunday. James, don't forget Mr. James. And Mr. James's class. That there is... There is there is knowledge of the scriptures. There Absolutely. is a foundation that is built. And this is a lot of preventive maintenance that is happening, starting with our with our littles. And I, I just think it's I think it's great. And I'm super grateful for you two guys leading the way you do and teaching the way you do. Uh, we're passionate about it. And um just wanted to share a little bit of that today. What are some parting words that you might have as we we wrap this up? Whether it's for, for kids or for the parents. Um you know, looking forward into 2021 put on the spot. Um, honestly, I'm just like, I'm so proud of our teens currently. Like there's, you know, going into COVID and then coming a little bit into the half when our seniors graduated, what we were talking about earlier. Um, I was praying, Michaela and I were talking and we were like, we're going into a pretty big rebuilding period. Um, but the Lord has just blessed us with growth on all, on all fronts, but just, the students' willingness to to dive into relationships and dive into um, the topics that we are tackling, and we're tackling some pretty intense topics, but yeah. um, just their their willingness to be open and be honest with where they're at and, and talk about it has just been huge. And so I, I'm I'm proud of my teens. I'm proud of my parents. They they're rock stars. Yeah. They really are. Um, they they reach out to Michaela and I constantly asking questions and, and, and wanting to have deeper relationship with their teens, That's which good. is not normal. It's not yeah. normal in culture today, oh, which is that. unfortunate, but just our parents are, are pushing into those relationships. And so I just want to say I'm, I'm proud on all fronts with parents, teens, this church. Um, I'm blessed to be here. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's great. Joey, 
Yeah, just last thing, back back to where we started. With all the stuff that's going on in America and in the world um, right now, uh, dealing with frustrating uh, stuff that's in our control and a lot of stuff that honestly is just out of our control, um, I would just say include your kids in on it. Uh, yeah. Bring them in on the conversation at home. Uh, help Help them process. Ask them what they think. Um, just include them in on this uh, because they are dealing with it um, in in healthy ways and in healthy ways. It's true. Um, right there. But uh, this is just a great time for, for you to, to know and feel that all the stuff you're noticing and going through, whatever, they are too. Um, y'all, y'all journey uh, with the Lord and find the solution and how y'all are going to navigate it as a family. But uh, do it together. Mm-hmm. That's good. If you have a, a kid uh, in Conduit Kids and you have a question for, for Joey, you can just email him at joey at conduitchurch.com. Same with Joel. If you have a kid in student ministry, joel at conduitchurch.com. Uh, I know they would love to answer any questions that you might have um, concerning your, your student, your child. And just want to thank you guys again for, for joining me today. And for those listening, be, a couple prayer requests, a couple quick prayer requests. One, Pray that Darren and Mike get home safely out of Haiti as they travel in uh, the crazy COVID world. There's just a lot of regulations getting them to and from a different country. This is their first trip actually out of the U.S. in almost a year. And so just praying for a quick, easy return. And um, lastly, continue to pray for our uh, expansion project, our building project here. You. Micah, our producer, has done a fantastic job of uh, helping bury some of those sounds that are happening in the background of saws and hammers and everything else. Um, But it is going on right now. We are hoping to be in the new space the first Sunday in June. That's the prayer. And so we're just asking for our church family to join us in prayer for that to be a reality. We are super excited about that. You can find all the information you could possibly want to know about all things Conduit at our website, conduitchurch.com. And we look forward to uh, hearing you and seeing you and having you listening to us on the next podcast.